Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstead. What's up, you magic folk? Welcome to this bonus episode of This Week in MTG. Not your aggregate news source this time, but your interview aggregate? Words are still working on things anyways in this special episode we got penguin and jonathan of tcg sniper on the podcast and lockheed of magic financial aid community fame uh then we got a special guest at the very end that joins in and talks a little bit but we go over uh magic financial aid tcg sniper uh the just getting to know Lockheed and Jonathan and Penguin a lot more. Also, please listen to the very end of this podcast because there is something that you are not going to want to miss at the end of this podcast. So with that, let's just jump right on into it. Like, I, we passed our one year anniversary and I didn't even realize it. And then... Mm-hmm. When we yeah. passed our one year anniversary, that means we actually like, that means we were like two years into the project because we kind of started like a little bit. You and I started chatting side. on the TCG developers uh, site. Oh, yeah. A few months before you started your, your site, before your site launched. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. <laughs> it's one of those things where I, I, it's one of those things where you look back and you're like, I'm really glad I started. Because, like, mm-hmm. look where I ended up two years later. Like, I'm not saying I never crazy. got my project finished <laughs> ever. <Yeah. laughs> I'm still working on mine. <laughs> well, it's nothing yeah. crazy, but it's still like, I don't know. It's, it, you can always be like, oh, I'll start tomorrow, I'll start tomorrow. But if you start hey, today, well, think about where you're going to be like in a year, right? If you weren't mm-hmm. around to give me a hand back then, I wouldn't have even gotten started with mine. So uh-huh. I would have given up. I couldn't figure out how. How to how to manage <laughs> JSON at all, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't take credit for that. What you what were you gonna say? <laughs> Penguin, are you gonna say something? What no, well no, I was just gonna say I've, I feel like I've known Lockheed for a long time, but we never talk. <laughs> <'cause>... <laughs> oh yeah, uh, you from other servers? No, no, uh uh from our uh TCG sniper. Oh from TCG yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah, I've been on there. I've been on that Discord since I guess it started. Like day one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember. Yeah, Lockheed's like our first number one fan. We can yeah. never forget him, right? Oh, mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of what you, you got to take care about. of him. <laughs> That's it. God, that means so much. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we're kind of getting into content that we might want to start recording. Yeah. I don't know. Fair like, enough, Matt, enough. like, what's the agenda here? Well, we got the agenda. Don't worry, first off, I was recording. We started recording right away, so oh, wow. we can we can clip some of those fun parts so we can all walk down memory lane. <laughs> yeah, how sweet. Um, but no, uh, so the rough agenda for tonight, what I kind of had planned is um, with Lockheed, we were going to do uh, a follow up with Double Masters, but since we got both Penguin and Jonathan on to talk about TCG Sniper and their updates, I figure we can start off with you two, and you know, uh, you guys it's been a year can you believe you guys were on episode seven with robs yeah um Mm -hmm. and penguin you were on the first after dark with robs i think right yeah 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 
Probably. Yeah, one I'll or two. There's one of the very beginning ones. Right. So it's been a long time since you all been on here. So uh, mm-hmm. we got we got. It's been it's been too long. What's up, man? Like, what, what what's up with that? Like, slowly <laughs> uh, but surely figuring things out. Yeah, excuse me. There, got to get uh, JB plugged up. We we didn't have his cord on the. Oh. <laughs> so you may hear a little bit of a static. All right. All right. There now Plug I can right talk. In. Jesus, God damn it, man! <laughs> Way to come prepared. I, I was prepared. No, you weren't. It was my here. mic wasn't plugged in. It was here. Well, you didn't have your mic here. So it's your it's your own fault. I did because Matt even was like, "Well, where's your mic?" So I set it up. <laughs> yeah, you uh, set it up. You forgot the cord. You were asking like uh, you were gonna do. It. This is your house. You're the host. <laughs> yeah, you're the host. He's got you there. I'm just here for the witty banter. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Where is that exactly? <laughs> I haven't heard any yet. You can't. Oh, yeah, I'm you getting there. Like, you I can't invite up. someone over to your house and be like, "Oh, you didn't bring your own couch." Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> speaking of speaking way. of that, Matt doesn't even have a freaking couch. Right? right yeah, now. he doesn't have a couch at all. Uh, yeah, we we got so we recently bought a house and we kind of got shafted by the local furniture store. They're like, "Yeah, it, uh, we ordered back in August." And they're like, "Cause of COVID, it's gonna take a month." And we're like, "That's fine." And then we never got notified after that month. And I called them. I'm like, "Where's it at?" And it's like, "It'll be here in two more weeks." And I'm like, "Okay." two weeks go by i'm like where's it at and they're like it's gonna be here in two more weeks and i'm like okay waited another said two that weeks. four weeks ago yeah and then they were uh the last time i called them they're like yeah i'll be here probably around thanksgiving and it's like nope <laughs> at what point are they gonna ask you to pay again right <laughs> oh, like, i don't know if you actually ordered this or not <laughs> uh, you so far pay, back you, in our you notice you didn't pay the expedited delivery charge if <laughs> oh, <no, man. laughs> that's a thing that's the thing. But no, we got lucky. Uh, our new sofa should actually be here in two weeks. <laughs> should be. Sure. I'm keeping my be. fingers crossed. The lady said that she worked really hard to talk to their trucking company to get it on the next load coming to Fargo. So, what is well, it? I hope... Go ahead. <laughs> they dislike you so much that you have to bribe the trucker, mm-hmm. the trucking company to have it delivered. Yeah, now we know why you couldn't get the original one. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't sweet talking that person at all. Mm-hmm. I hope you enjoy it. I recently moved out of um, into an apartment myself and had to buy living room furniture. And my God, I hate my couch so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate it. It's it's one of those couches, and I didn't. I have never bought furniture before in my life, and so I didn't know like what to like test out. But like mm-hmm. I now have this. I, I bought this like couch set, and we're getting into like a huge tangent. But it was like a thousand bucks for like a couch and a love seat and like two side tables and like two lamps. Like that was like a great deal. That is a great deal. You have a huge living room. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually not that big, but like to a point where he has to lay on the floor because he prefers that. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I can't slouch on the couch. Like you, you, I have to sit upright. Oh no! No room to like kick back or anything. I'm Mm -hmm. short. Okay. Me too. Like really short. It took me forever to find a couch where I can sit down. With my knees bent over the edge, my feet touching the floor, and my back touching the back of the couch. Matt would have to sit on the top of your couch just to have on, just to get on it. <laughs> I think I have a couch for you. Maybe we can like talk after this podcast and like <laughs> <a> straight couch. <laughs> yeah, couch swapping. Well, my wife is taller than me by a significant margin, so mm-hmm. like compromising on a couch was rough. For mm-hmm. years, we had this really big sectional thing that like i had to sit on the edge just to have my feet on the floor 
Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I want that. <laughs> I didn't know it because I didn't know how to shop for a couch. But you know, I know that's exactly what I want. Maybe maybe you really just need to put a bed in your living room. I found yeah, the, I found a sectional that was like had a pull out bed in it. Like I haven't seen that since like I don't know like the early two thousands or nineties with a pull out bed. But it was a sectional. Well, the sectional that we had, it didn't have a pull-out bed, but the corner was one long cushion meant to lay out on, and we've had people sleep on it. Those are comfortable. Like it was, a bed. It was really comfortable. It was you still just, have it? it was, do, you, do you want it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and I don't, but I can oh. tell you where to get that whole sectional for about 700 bucks. Is, is this the start of Couch Sniper? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> favorite couches for uh only a moderately high price <laughs> yeah furniture out here in oregon is pretty cheap from what i can find mm-hmm. that is actually where our sofa that we're getting is coming from is oregon uh i can't remember the name of the brand but it's like a big brand in oregon that's supposed to be really sturdy mm-hmm. is it core k-o-r yeah yeah it's that one <laughs> uh oh you're laughing yeah. what am i missing i know out where on? they're at i know where they're at no they're, they're they they make good stuff oh okay. okay i'm gonna write that down core <laughs> <laughs> taking notes hey don't uh don't think he's joking he has a whiteboard right next to him i do <laughs> get this information down so so uh something about our project is a lot of his ideas when he comes up with them he'll be in a dead sleep he'll wake up in a cold sweat he tells you this and then he has to go write it down on his whiteboard before he forgets it's and true that's kind of how that's kind of how this started that's exactly how this started actually yeah <laughs> i was uh someone linked to me the api documentation for the tcg player um i guess api and i was thinking man what could i do with this because i was really looking for like a new project so i could learn about web development and i was just going through all the different like data all the different endpoints in which you can access the data and you know what can i do with it and i kind of looked at it for like an hour or two and then went to play some video games i was in college at the time and then i just went to bed you know class in the morning you know how it goes and then like i was on the verge of like falling asleep but my mind was like racing because like once i get in i get into like these i don't know feverish like idea like i don't know how to describe it but like my mind starts racing about like these cool ideas and what i could do and then like it just snapped i was like price drop thing and that's like that those are like the words that came into my head (laughs) (laughs) i could see it i could see it but i couldn't like i I didn't know how to like describe describe it and so like i i started like thinking about it more and more and then and then once i like got the idea i started like kind of oddly obsessing over it and and it's like a self-fulfilling like loop where i like i think more about it and i can't go to bed and because i'm thinking about it and i just had to like get up out of bed and like turn all my lights on i just wrote it all down on my whiteboard and once i got it out i was able to go to bed for the night (laughs) and then tell penguin about it in the morning about this really neat idea i had <laughs> it's, the it's funny true. thing is it sounds like yeah it sounds like a story but you just tell it actually works it's how it actually works <laughs> it's true yeah that, that's one of those signs like, of like a, a genius you know like you always see those on tv where you know this amazing idea comes and they just gotta wake up in the middle of the night and write genius it down by inspiration exactly <laughs> yeah. 
I wouldn't put the genius in front of it, but the inspiration, I like that. It's true. It's very like, I, I get in these like moods of like high inspiration and I'm like, man, and my mind just starts racing. And that's where I got this idea for the most part. That's very true. <laughs> I, I forget about that a lot. And I'm really glad you brought that up. It's a really interesting story. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, to I, a degree of interesting anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Hot sweats and whiteboards, like, doesn't get any better of a story than that for starting. Because then it's like, from that to where you guys are today, which clearly is significantly more than what it was back then. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We started out yeah. with a... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say we started out knowing nothing about... really Knowing not a ton about web development. Like, <laughs> so uh, in, in college, uh, I, I, did, I did computer science in college. Uh, and Jonathan uh, does... Well, I, you can no, say go ahead and describe it. it. <laughs> no, go ahead and describe it. Try to. It's uh, business, IT, and management tight things and so when we first started we're like you know i want something that i can actually show off the people instead of just saying i did this in school and so we kind of started this out our very first uh when we first tried to get it set up it took us three hours to do the like the super simplest thing oh my god and <laughs> uh that's not too interesting but it's just uh we've a lot of this has just been learning and uh just trying to figure out the best way to go about it. It's a really good avenue to learn something new because you, mm-hmm. it, it's like an excuse to go and try something. It's mm-hmm. It's been like this creative outlet for the both of us. Like there's some technical things that we could get into um, that I'm sure your users really don't care about <laughs> that, you know, I really wanted to learn more about and he really wanted to learn more about. And you could go and do like the weird Hello World apps or you can actually build something that's, meaningful or at least meaningful enough to someone else that they actually use it and we didn't really think anyone would use it we thought we actually thought uh our main market our main user base if there was going to be one would be like Yu-Gi-Oh players because we knew nothing about magic the gathering at the time i'm still really a noob about (laughs) it to be honest so are we, mm-hmm. so don't worry about it. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> Makes you feel like, because we, our first introduction to it was someone like Lockheed, he's been doing it for years, and it's like, God, I feel, I, I don't know anything. <laughs> but then you have someone like Lockheed, which <laughs> exactly. I assume has been on this podcast several times, so you know the master genius he is. This it, is my third time. Right. Yeah, and so, many times. so it's like, he opens this Pandora's box of just like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like I've never heard of someone like investing into playing cards that and actually yield a a, a substantial return. Like well, I, there I mean, are a lot of people who do that. I mean, you hear about it in like baseball cards, but from like that's like from the sixties, and like yeah, oh, Johnny's collecting baseball cards and gum. Like <laughs> and he, might, he may have bought like a soda with it after he sold it to. Oh look, the in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, I collected uh, comic book. In the that's 90s, normal, I guess. Sure, but I collected them. I didn't just buy them, read them, and you know, put them in a box somewhere. 
Mm-hmm. I okay. hunted. I, you know, uh, uh, Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man number one had three different editions with three different covers. Not like, you know, the big X-Men in the 90s. This was uh, in the mid 90s or whatever it was. Um, this was there were three printings. It wasn't three different alternate covers. It was printing number one was this black cover with silver ink. It was mm-hmm. awesome. And that's the one everybody bought. And then there was a second printing because demand was so high. That was the black cover with this copper ink. That was the only color on it. And that was cool. And I had heard about it and I went and I hunted it and I found it. And then there was a third printing that nobody heard of. There was, you know, the rumor of there's a copy of this comic that has a full color cover. Hmm. It was printed in such low numbers uh, and nobody really wanted it at that point because everybody had their special silver cover or their special copper cover that it was hard to find. That sounds like one of those things where I don't think this ever happened with comic books, but like that sounds like one of those things where the 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 Russian prime minister was in the United States and Ronald Reagan printed this copy just specially for him. And now it's worth millions of dollars. Like, right. It's not like that at all. It was, this is, you know, a common occurrence. They reprint the comic Mm -hmm. to fulfill demand. But Mm -hmm. every time they printed it, they changed it. They changed the cover. Oh, okay. So I went out there, you know, imagine if they, you know, they, they print, you know, let's say war of the spark you know, uh, uh, one of the magic sets. Mm-hmm. And, well, the first wave of that sold out, so we got to print New War of the Spark. Well, let's change all the artwork on all the cards for the second printing. And that's how you'll know the first printing from the second printing. Mm-hmm. And then so, a third printing, they change it again. And so I would you... hunt these down, and I would collect them. I would put them in a box, I would keep them in a, a, a polyurethane bag and store them. Do you okay. still have them? <laughs> I still have quite a few of them, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I've sold them, and I've, you know, I, I've had to sell. I, I, I was, I grew up poor, like okay. dirt poor. I have leaned on my collections and my collectibles as a way of maintaining myself through the years. And a few years ago, a decade ago or so, I finally got myself to a stable place in life, and I no longer need to do that. I've sold my magic collection three times now wow. to get my get a, a, a an apartment in New York City uh, mm-hmm. and pay the rent on it for three months. Mm-hmm. That's a big fly thing. my girlfriend <laughs> from New York to Oregon to visit her parents and back. That was all off that first collection. That's insane. Like that blows my <sighs> mind that you can do that. Like mm-hmm. I. That was just that wasn't collecting as an investment. That was I was just collecting. But you did it anyway. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, that's you, what you, told me that okay, well, this stuff is really an investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, it was you like Bitcoin before that. Bitcoin. That's right. <laughs> my friends got me back into the game. They wanted me to play, so they helped me rebuild my collection the second time. Mm-hmm. And I sold that collection to pay off medical debt. Oh, that's always rough. Well, it was fine. It, I did it. And the third time that I sold my collection was when I moved from New York to Oregon. It made sure that I had no credit card debt, no bills to pay, no nothing. We moved me out here. It paid for the storage of everything in the move. It paid for the whole thing. Nice. 
you, you can't discount the fact that magic has money like that to make people move, pay bills, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, he said rent in New York, like that alone. <laughs> that's right. That's in the '90s, so it wasn't as bad oh, as it is okay. now, but it was Fair. still really bad. <laughs> still, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I, you know, I managed to pay three months on an apartment in Astoria, Queens, mm-hmm. off of that. So it was. I, I made more money selling that collection than I had made in the prior three years working. Jeez. Oh my god! Damn. <laughs> and this is crazy. To think about it. if this was in the '90s, because you only had a small collection of cards that you of could get cards from to like own. That's yeah, right. Alpha. Uh, you got the uh, RBD. Uh, it, Alpha the Unlimited. first time I sold my collection um, was uh, Ice Age had been out for like a month. <laughs> I was like <laughs> maybe uh, five years old. <laughs> don't make the man feel old yeah, no no it's okay i feel old anyway you can't make me feel old <laughs> oh okay that's that's really uh no i'm an old man um and i got into the the game organically um i discovered it at a convention that was not related to card games or board games at all and uh they were demoing it in the the basement of the convention i was working at it at the end of the convention i went to check it out and they showed me and my friends that had to play they had a giant stack of cards that we all shared as a single deck while they were teaching us how to play mm-hmm. and at the end the guy who was showing us he didn't want to pack up and take them take everything home so he gave us the, that giant stack of cards nice dang my my two friends i with, was with didn't care for the game so they gave me their cards and that was the start of my collection and that was alpha that was two weeks before the set went on sale. Was oh, that when you wow. bought your first house? Damn. No. <laughs> <You> flip it <laughs> and buy. <laughs> no. Um, they were worthless at that point, and we treated them that way. You know, mm-hmm. we couldn't find them in stores. Nobody had heard about them. Um, it wasn't until Arabian Nights was out that any of the friends that lived near me had even heard of it and had started buying packs. Yeah, and with like Arabian Nights, that got more people in was just because of the story of Arabian Nights. You yeah, know, exactly. Could... And and availability, you know, people, oh, well, every time, you know, you went to the to the gaming store, which gaming stores back then were very different. But every time you went there, they were sold out because there was such a limited supply. Nobody thought this thing would take off, so nobody ordered that much. And the orders that they did place, they got maybe half of what they ordered. Right up until forgot uh, Fallen Empires. <laughs> the reason Fallen Empires is such a joke is because that was the first time the game stores, when they when they placed an order for product, that it was actually fulfilled. All you know in full. Um, when they would place an order for like Legends, they'd have to say, "Well, we want to stock fifty boxes, so let's order two hundred." And hope they give us at least fifty. <laughs> that really says something that they had to go wow. to that extreme just to get that many yep. boxes, right? And then Fallen Empires came out, and they were still using this mentality for ordering, and everyone got their full order because they had upped their printing process, they had the the production process. Once you realize that, hey, we got something here with this game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, but that's what—that's why Fallen Empires is kind of a joke because it's all out there. I mean, Fallen Empires—if you look at that set in a vacuum, it's—I would put it better than Ixalan. 
it was it was a fun set it doesn't have a ton of powerful cards no but you know in and of itself the the thralls the thalids all of those mechanics they were awesome it was a good time the uh, the hominids always pop up in my head when i think <laughs> yeah of... hominids <laughs> hominids there we go that's what they're called the lobster men i'm like these things are so cool <laughs> yeah um and the power level was not quite on par with what came before, but it was a a a a, a pointer in the direction that they were going to go with the game. They're going to do these waves where they're going to uh, cut power creep by printing something between powerful sets that that isn't that powerful. That brings it back down to a floor, a base level. That kind of brings us to today, where I think they've forgotten that lesson. <laughs> I was just about to comment. It seems like Washi <laughs> should look back to that time there. That's right. Uh, one of the things I've been telling everybody is I think we need, at this point, a full year. So a standard rotation cycle of sets that are underpowered, like Ixalan, Fallen Empires, Alliances. God help me. <laughs> um, Born of Gods, that... Journey to Nyx. Born of... Yeah, things... Things that low power, unfortunately, I think we need them so that all this powerful stuff can rotate out. Yeah. And then we can have this baseline again. Pick a baseline and give us a year of that power level and get us back into actually playing this game. If, if, only, if only that could happen, you know? Because I, yeah. I, I bet Watsi's looking at this, even though Omnath is banned, they're still seeing the bottom line. It's like, we're still getting a lot of money for these boosters, these set oh, boosters, and these collectors. It's absolutely. Like, why do we want to even think about dummying down these sets? Of I gotta, I gotta set? say, I am part to blame for this too. Um, I spent more money on the Zendikar collector boosters than I have spent, you know, on a standard set in a long time. Just buying collectors booster boxes. Mind you, I didn't get half of what I ordered yet, <laughs> which is really pissing me off because there's no value left in the set. Um, right, but with... I didn't actually buy them for the value um, like that. I didn't really buy them to to flip them. Um, I happen to really like the art, and I'm trying to collect the uh, the expeditions. Nice. Yeah, those expeditions. That was definitely the the thing that I believe made zendikar really chase again because yeah because what we magic players have been out cry crying out for the last couple of years is like we need fetch lands and then like yep they give us like this weird weird little desertish thing like of ultimate master layer yeah the secret layer the ultimate layer or whatever and now this this way with zendikar a lot more accessible <laughs> than those and it's like people are like well i guess i gotta take it you know it's like these peas are better than those Brussels sprouts. <laughs> We're supposed to see yet another reprint as well. So, yeah, with uh, with the Modern Horizons two, I'm excited for that. That those yep. are actually yeah. going to be draft packs. Isn't it just going to be the enemies though in that one though? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Oh man, so much, <laughs> so much discussion here. I, I got to know here real quick, Jonathan Penguin. Um, so yeah. you guys. You, you don't keep up with magic as much. Like you just have this amazing platform for people and you, you know, a bit, uh, are you in the know of the whole standard debacle and stuff like that? Like what is your involvement in knowledge? Whether they knew that, (laughs) 
I only uh, only say that because I remember from your guys's pod when you're on the podcast last, like you yeah. were just like all just really getting into magic. Like you said, you made TCG Sniper really with Yu-Gi-Oh players, Yu-Gi-Oh cards in mind. Mm-hmm. You might as well be speaking a different language to me. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say yeah. that. Don't but... be embarrassed. Be proud. Yeah. Hold it. That's uh, good. But yeah, me personally, I think we both we know the very we know the basics of how to play the game. The all the uh, stuff that comes with like controversies within it, or how valuable a card is, or being able to identify cards fairly easily—that's something that's more foreign to us. Uh, <laughs> we just well, speak for yourself. I'm an expert, clearly. <laughs> no, <you're not. laughs> I, I, I know more than you, and I know nothing. <laughs> it's true. All Shots I know fired. is they keep asking me on their Discord server questions about like what's going on here. Oh what my are you goodness. buying these? That, yeah. that, that, that reminds me. One of the newest things that we added to the site since the last time we were here is that we have this live chat feature. In case you have any questions about like the tool or if you want to give us some feedback, Lockheed knows where I'm going with this. Yep. And we had, you know, we know, we, I think we implemented this right after the podcast. And we had someone come in and ask a few questions about, um, about adding a card alert. And he was like, can I do it with? And he started like spouting like these acronyms I had never seen before in my life. I think he was like <laughs> LP and uh, DM and or DMG. Or, and I was like, Lockheed, can you please translate for me? Like I took a <laughs> screenshot of what this guy said. And I'm like, just please help me here. I have yeah. no idea what he's saying. And he goes, oh, you idiot. He's LP. Was lightly played. Yeah, conditions. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> It's always a good thing to have Lockheed in the back of your pocket for something like that. It's great. I love having him around. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Not to mention the stuff that I buy with your uh, uh, commission on there. Oh, yeah. Heavily appreciate that. (laughs) Keep it coming. Lockheed Lockheed keeps the lights on. He keeps the lights on, for sure. (laughs) Did you you go, uh, Lockheed, did you go through TCG Sniper when I mentioned the Force of Wills there the other week? Um... No, I didn't actually, and I kicked myself for it because I usually uh. <laughs> do go through uh, TCG Sniper when I when I buy stuff, especially the big ticket stuff. It's all good. Yeah, uh-huh. but I, I'm I, uh, I'm eyeing a Tabernacle on TCG Player, so uh, ooh, that's a that's a thousand dollar card. So mm-hmm. I don't know if we actually like talk about talked about this for maybe new listeners, but Lucky, could you just maybe? tell how you would normally use our, our oh, website absolutely Just, yeah. I, I could like website. I, so so the reason i love tcg sniper is because one of despite the fact that i use magic cards sort of for financial gain just a you know somewhat <laughs> um <laughs> A big goal of mine, a big thing of mine is to make sure that Magic is accessible to people to actually play because Magic is a, an expensive hobby, yep. no doubt about it. Um, to be able to play competitively and in, in some cases to play casually at the same level with your friends, there's money involved. Oh um, yeah, there is. What TCG Sniper allows me to do and all my friends and everybody that I can preach to about this is if you are looking for a specific card, you can look it up on TCG player, plug it into sniper and say, let me know if this card is ever worth this amount of money or less. 
And the minute that price on TCG player drops to that level, you'll get an alert. That alert lets you go click on it, click the link on it, go in and buy it from TCG player immediately before somebody else can, hence the name Sniper. Right, so um, these prices aren't aggregates, they're not averages, it's like an actual listing that someone's selling right. it for. And I can't tell you how many times I have been looking for a card just casually like, well, it'll probably never be 30% lower than what it is now, but if it ever is, I want a copy. And I put it up there on Sniper, and eventually it hits, and I buy it. Um, it. It's also just a casual way of letting me know here are the cards that I'm that I eventually want to own. You know, for I don't use uh, Sniper for investment purposes because that's not really what it's good for. Um, it's good for those low outliers of individual cards when you need to get a card to finish your commander deck or your standard deck or your legacy deck. I probably wouldn't use it for standard because the, the decks rotate too quickly. For but, sure. Yeah, but when you're looking for, I, I want to finish my collection of expeditions or masterpieces, drop it in there at the price you want it. You, and uh, you made some changes where you can do the prices not just by a dollar amount now you can do by percentage i want to i want it when it's 30 percent less than what it is now and you get that alert it so i i literally could not have said that <laughs> like you did <laughs> i can't explain how much i literally could not have said any of that <laughs> well i got i got a little bit more because uh, i actually lied uh you, you i said i don't use it for investment purposes and recently you actually added another feature which is a uh, a raising price alert yeah yeah which i actually did so i buy cards 8 10 12 16 sometimes as much as 24 copies at a time with the intent to sell them you know no bones about it i absolutely look to sell these um it can be hard for me to track when to sell these cards so that feature is absolutely awesome if i want to break even on a card by buying it and then reselling it on tcg player i need to know when i can sell that card at 20 percent higher than what i paid for it so I can plug that card into TCG Sniper with a higher price alert. Uh, I don't even know what the terminology is there, but I plug it in price and I increase. say when the price increase. Thank you. Yeah. I plug it in there with a price increase alert so that I know when it's 30% or 40% higher than when I paid for it. So I can do a little better than break even. And, and it allows you to like not have to continuously be checking on uh on buy lists and stuff like what people are buying them for like continuously it's just like you plug it in it's there and you get the notification it's like yes and that's as that's not as urgent to act on as the the price lowering because mm -hmm. you know somebody's not swooping in there to steal it at that price for sure you know, no one no one's racing to buy the the next highest price but it tells mm -hmm. me exactly, okay, it is time to start considering moving these. Take these out of long-term storage box and get them up on sale. It's definitely a great new addition that y'all added to uh, to the website. And this was part of your update last week, correct? You dropped it oh, Wednesday? Or was it wow. earlier this week? I think it was Saturday, actually. Saturday, okay. Um, 
-hmm. Yeah. So I think uh, Penguin can tell you a little bit more about the different price alerts that we uh, that we offer. Uh, that was more of like his baby. But one of the updates that we dropped this weekend was just a little bit more of the streamlining the process of creating the alerts. So uh, one of the biggest feedbacks we got um, when we first launched was, you know, I love the ability to be able to specify what conditions I want, but I have to go and specify each condition one at a time. So I have to import the card, select the condition, set a price, save. Import the card, select the condition, insert the desired price, and save. And just rinse and repeat. And so we just added, instead of like selecting one condition, now we added a multi-select. And it sounds really, really easy to do, just saying it out loud, but my God. <laughs> that, carry, that created a lot of weird caveats in the way we wrote it. And so it took a little longer than I was hoping, but I'm really happy the way it turned out. I'm getting a lot of positive feedback, and it's extremely encouraging to hear it from uh, the people in this podcast, the people in our Discord. It, I really appreciate hearing the feedback. Mm -hmm. It is one of the best things you could have done. It is very smooth and easy to just move right on through. Could you tell us a little bit more about the uh, different alert types, all all the different ones we have, um, Penguin? Like the different. I know styles. that was yeah, uh, yeah. So like the drop, the increase, and yeah, for sure. There's another one out there. Yeah, because I was like, uh, there's drop, increase, or you can have it to monitor if it changes at all. And so that's something I really wanted to do because I mean. I can understand people want to pick up a card when it drops below a certain price, but I was kind of thinking, like, why would we want just that? Like, we have people who sell Magic the Gathering cards. We we don't just have buyers. And um, so I've started uh, messing with that and trying to get it to make sense. And once we got both of those in, I was like, well, some people just want to watch for any change in the card price. And I just ended up putting that in as well. And so and it's, you can have it to where if a if the price of a card just changes at all, it will send you a text message or Discord uh, message. Or I'm curious. Email. I'm yeah. curious. Do you get a lot of those? A lot of people setting those up, or have you had it? Because so, I'm I'm struggling to find where I would use that. Well, it's mm -hmm. one of those things where it's like we're already in there, so. It, it costs so almost not? nothing. Like, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one Fair of those enough. things. Um, but also, the way we had it set up, uh, I I personally don't believe it was the best user experience. And so it wasn't obvious. It was an option that we could do. So mm -hmm. um, the old uh, create alert page, it, it didn't have like a way for you to select, oh, I want this to be a price drop. I want this to be a price increase. Or I want this to be in any change in price type of alert. Right. Um, if 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 like the the card list lowest listing was like ten bucks, uh, if you put in twelve bucks, then it would automatically be, assume you wanted a price increase alert. Um, if you said you wanted to know when it was five bucks and it was the written the current listing was ten, then it would assume you wanted to know a a price drop. Mm -hmm. So it it did the assumption for you in the background, uh, which was like nice because it reduced the number of clicks, but mm -hmm. it wasn't obvious to our users that this was a functionality we had and so when we put when we moved it out of that assuming logic based on what the user put in into like a radio button um i uh, i think it's going to be a little bit more obvious and i think we should see a, a lot more of those coming soon it's it hasn't even been out for a week i'd be super excited to see how much we get of those but like i said earlier it's one of those things where, where we're already there 
we could offer it while we're at it, right? We're already checking the prices. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so and I think uh, Penguin was hitting on a point that I wanted to bring up earlier. Lockheed, I'm asking you personally. I, I do have a, I do, I do want to plug <laughs> the features here, but I, I'm also asking you genuinely. Mm-hmm. How do you receive your alerts? Like, which way is oh, like God. the best way for you? No, no, no. no. I, I was actually kind of, I was hoping to get a chance to talk about this. So I have my own Discord server that's for me and my friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and on my Discord server, uh, you actually, we have a bunch. I have a bunch of people who are just gamers local friends of mine, friends of mine from back in New York, uh, people that I know from the MTG finance crowd that I'm with, we just hang out there. And I get my alerts, I get them as a text message, an email, and as a message in a channel on my Discord server so that all my friends get a chance to go in and scoop up those juicy deals. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, um, <laughs> I love that feature, being able to show it out in the uh, uh, on the Discord server. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I have to set up the alerts and everything. It would be awesome if I could set up a bot where they could set up alerts, but then it might get too noisy. I don't know. But um, I love be cool. I, I <laughs> love having it up there. Um, we had a bit of rivalry at one point on my server where, um, every time I got an alert, I'd go to grab the card and the card wasn't there. Somebody on my server was sniping my alerts. Oh man. <laughs> With your own snipes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and no one was talking about it. Nobody was talking about it. So They're I eventually moved there. my uh, alerts to a private channel ah. and just uh, uh-huh. me and a select few friends now see them. Mm. <laughs> you should charge him for it. <laughs> I kinda do. <laughs> not not money, but um um Basically, you know, if somebody we we we've got a, a an agreement. If somebody sees the alert, we all try to grab it as quick as we can, and um, uh, we we work it out. You know, it goes to they go to me because they're for my collection usually, um, and it's either for a trade or um, uh, and I trade in their favor a tiny bit just for for the service of them grabbing the card for me, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, it serves me. It is strictly serving me at that point. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I have uh, a question, Lockheed. Yeah. You sent me a picture. Of, I, I don't own a smartwatch. I don't know how they really work. I have oh. an idea. Um, so, quick tangent. My dad's a, like a watchmaker. And so, like, yeah. I, I, I appreciate, like, actual timepieces, like, with, like, mm-hmm. the mechanical pieces and all of it. So I, I'm kind of staying away from the, the smartwatches, and I think it's just another weird. I don't want something vibrating on my wrist. But anyway, <laughs> you sent me a, you sent me a screenshot of you getting an alert on your smartwatch. That's right. I, <laughs> that's, that's one of those things I had never thought about. How does that uh, work? It was just, it was <laughs> to be just honest, text, it was a text message alert to my phone that okay was replicated to my smartwatch. That's all. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember programming that, but <laughs> it has nothing for you to do. <laughs> okay. And this so is it showed up on your watch. And then what? Do you have to open it on your phone, or how I does that work? Not, that that particular watch, I can actually click the link uh, on on the watch, and it'll either open in a very limited browser that's a pain in the ass to use on my watch, or I can have it open on my phone. Cool. <laughs> but it's like you know, you, you can just like flick your wrist while you're driving. 
and be like, oh, uh, I don't even, I can't even name a single card that would be like culturally relevant <laughs> is on sale for X dollars. <laughs> it's really, that's really cool. That's happened to me uh, where yeah? I've been driving and I get the alert and I'm like, oh crap, <laughs> I can't do anything about it now. <laughs> I got to pull over. <laughs> now there needs to be a function to get worked on where it's like a flick by, like you flick your wrist if right. you got it on your watch. It's just like two <laughs> flicks, make sure that you buy it or one flick, just like pass it Jonathan up. had brought up to me at one point of having the option to have it auto-purchase the card. Ooh. And I said no to that one. <laughs> that is dream bank accounts. Well, I don't know how TCG Player works, but like, do they allow you to like cancel your order after like 15 minutes, or or is but it they, just kind of so as good you as can gone? Can, you can cancel your order pretty much any time, um, right up until. Well, actually, as a seller, I've had people cancel their order on me a month or more after ordering and receiving the card. <laughs> oh my um, gosh, it's what? so annoying, but it it's. It's a minor price to pay. Um, mm -hmm. you, you know, uh, fraud it, fraud becomes obvious, and TCG Player, unlike eBay, will side with the seller, or and or the buyer, depending on the what's going on. Uh, mm -hmm. eBay is just all buyer. It's all buyer. They side with the buyer. Um, mm -hmm. That's why I like TCG. Anyway, um, but yeah, if if that thing were auto buying for me i would <laughs> so i i do monitor a lot of cards that i don't intend to buy yeah. <laughs> just don't put black uh, lotus on there you'll be fine yeah exactly <laughs> maybe it's like a like a checkbox you're like i want to buy this please yeah, buy this for me i don't know maybe yeah maybe you know if i'm desperate for it <laughs> um for me personally, no, I wouldn't. I I would not like be likely to use the auto buy. I I budget my money very carefully every month on what I'm buying and selling for Magic. I keep a separate bank account with a separate credit card and all that, just so that because if I didn't, then you know, with the amount of money that I spend on Magic these days, it could impact my my life, and yeah. I don't want that. Mm -hmm. Smart. Um, so. Just so this is why I like having you around, man. This is so <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> hey, look, I started I started budgeting $200. Here's $200. I'm going to take this money. I'm going to buy magic cards with it. I'm going to sell the magic cards. And I'm going to take all that money and just reinvest it back and forth. Like and a month? 200 a month? Or how does no, that work? No, it, it was $200. Okay. I started with $200. Oh, okay, period. okay and rotated that money as quickly as I could. Um, mm -hmm. Now I'm doing, I, I have a monthly budget and I'm taking 10% of all of my profits and putting them in uh, a college fund for my kid. Um, Very nice. I Dude, take money. Awesome. I took money out of my magic card collection out of, out of my, my funding to buy my wife a birthday present. She wanted a uh, recumbent bike. Oh, snap. Those things are expensive. <laughs> I mean, it just goes um, to show that and your it, it took is it vast. took me like nine months to save it. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you know, it's as long as the that money is in that budget and that's rotating, that's that's what it is. And I have my personal collection. I buy my cards with that money, and I know one day, someday, I may have to sell those cards. And if I do. I, you know, it, it was an investment. If I don't, if I never sell them, well, 
they cost me two hundred dollars when I started this. That is. You, oh, go ahead. I was gonna. Do you get attached to them? Like pets oh, or kids? Oh, totally. I get complete. I get completely attached to my pets and kids. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes, I do get attached to my magic cards. I. I am a collector. I am a completionist. I want to have everything. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, when I sold my collection that moved me from New York to Oregon, I had binders. I had a complete set of Alpha, Beta, Unlimited, uh, Arabian Nights, Missing One Card, uh, Antiquities, everything straight up through... No, it wasn't everything. I was missing a number of sets, actually. But I had I had complete sets up through Ice Age, and then uh, Masks block through Judgment. Dang. Can I, can I ask you a really... This, oh my gosh, this is going to play into what I've been saying this entire podcast. When you said Ice Age earlier, you weren't talking about the movie, were you? <laughs> no, I was not talking about the movie. Ice Age was one of the sets of Magic, uh, Magic the Gathering. That was the I had one. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, um, that came out like 10 years before Ice Age's movie. <laughs> came out, came out. I want to say fifteen years at least before the movie Ice Age. I was like, th- th- I was like, that's a really weird point of reference for time, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> now, now that you said that, we're gonna be getting Secret Layers Ice Age, and people are thinking it's gonna be Ice Age, but it's actually you're gonna get Sid the Sloth and Ray Romano. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would buy this. Totally do that. Oh man. Thank you for that wow. contribution to the secret layers, Jonathan. Sid's <laughs> <laughs> so the new stuffy doll. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> no, don't wreck my card. Love stuffy doll. <laughs> Just a classic card that gets everybody. Um So yeah, I'm a completionist. I try to have one of everything, and I'm trying to rebuild that kind of collection. I'm nowhere near it at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, but you know, uh, I've been through this before. I know I'm thankfully at a point in my life where I don't need to sell my cards and I don't foresee a need to sell my cards anytime soon. So I'm growing the collection. It's always... I hope one day I get to pass it down to my kid. That That's... would be a heck of a thing to pass down. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's about three, $300,000. There you go. <laughs> uh, don't sell it. The collection's probably worth about that right now. Oh my wow. god. Well, well, think about well, it. Yeah, Black yeah. Lotuses, Moxes, and Dual Lands. Yep. Right. Alone. Those things Just those alone. alone. Yep. And, and, and yeah, and playsets for all of them. Well, there wow, was recently a couple months of all of those, but <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, then we'd be talking closer to uh a closer million. to a mill there, guy. <laughs> yeah. Let's say yeah. a playset of playset of Black Lotuses would push you at 500,000. That's true. That, I mean, it was what a couple I've months had... ago play sets of black lotuses because you... back when i first started playing the game there you know it wasn't a restricted card nope <laughs> yeah because it wasn't that cheap when it first came out it was like black lotus pennies? was one of the cheap cards people were were trading uh dual lands for moxes you know all that kind of stuff and i was just playing in this insular group and then uh i got involved at one of the uh, first 
big card gaming stores in New York City, uh, uh, Neutral Ground. Okay. Um, uh, Brian David Marshall, if you guys know who that is, he was oh, yeah. one of the owners, operators, and he was a friend of mine back. Um, and he clued me in onto the, you know, make sure you're, if you're making trades, that you check with me before you actually complete a trade when I was first getting into this. So that he would make sure that I wasn't the one getting ripped off in the trades. Mm-hmm. He had your back. He had my back. And uh, he didn't really need it. He didn't really need to do that because, I, I, you know, as a comic book collector and all that, I knew how to, how to deal with value and look it up and, and figure it out. And all we had were magazines at that point in time. But yeah, I was just about to say, you had, uh, not Scryfall, <laughs> uh, Scry magazines. That's right. Yeah. Wow. But, you know, if, if seven people come to me asking to trade for this one card I have, I know that card is desirable. Yeah. So, and then, you know, the eighth person comes and says, oh, let me look through your binder. Okay, I want this, this, this. And uh, why don't you throw this little nothing in on the trade? Because that little nothing, it happens to be a Mox Ruby. You know, no, <laughs> I'm not an idiot. <laughs> um, I actually, the lesson that BDM taught me there, I took with me when I came out here to Oregon, to my local game stores. Uh, and I made a point of being around the kids when they're trading. Um, and uh, the the locals at my shop, if somebody came from outside the shop and you could tell who was trying to shark and who was trying to rip people off and just trade for gain. I made sure that, that the, the regulars looked out for each other. I, 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 I'm saying I made sure I made sure I looked out for them. And a lot of people started to do the same. And that actually contributed a lot to how I grew my collection because when you develop that trust with people, people are going to come to you when they open that expensive card that you need for your collection. They're going to say, hey, I know I can trust you to give me my my actual value for this card. Can we trade? And I would always make sure. I, you know, I pull out my binder and uh, that's how I got my collection of expeditions and masterpieces. People knew I would want one of each of them at least. So when I had them, they'd come to me. You, you can never discount having trust, especially to a level like that. Like, yeah, that, that, that just says so much about like a person, I believe, for sure. Oh, and when I would trade, I would be completely upfront with people. I'd be like, well, I'll, I'm trading for this because I know it's going to be worth more in a month. You know, and you know well you're only you're taking this stack of 10 and 30 cent cards for this 10 dollar card let me give you a little bit more and it would go the other way as well on occasion and that's how i kept my binder full of stuff to or and how and why i'd keep my binder full of stuff to make sure that people had cards that they wanted yeah. that they could come to me and get them even if the cards were worthless, you know, if they're taking a giant stack of cards from me and giving me three cards that I'm going to have a hard time actually paying for on my limited budget at the time. That's, you know, that's the kind of trade I want to do. I want to give you all this this draft chaff, you know, all these bulk rares for for your more expensive cards. That that that's cuz they want those cards. You want they that want card? those cards to play with, and I want the bigger card to add to my collection. 
and, and everybody's I would be, happy with it. I would it. always be straightforward with them. You're taking cards, you know, I'm always, you know, if, I tell people never to be afraid to say no to a trade. You, I don't have something you want, walk away. It's fine. Yeah, no pressure. That's, no pressure. That's, I don't want to be do. that guy. I don't want to be mm -hmm. that guy. And what eventually started to happen was there are two or three guys at my local game store, and if somebody was trying to trade to get cards for a deck, we would try and do these three-way trades if it, if we had to, or two-way trades or whatever, to make sure that the cards people wanted to play with got into the hands of the people who wanted them. And that's what magic's about, for sure. Making it's sure about people playing can... the game, damn it. <laughs> that's right. Would, would this be like a good transition to talk about magic financial aid as well? I, give a little shout out would. to give a little shout out to y'all with your spooktober deal going on. That's right. Um, MFA magic financial aid. We're a, a small uh, podcast and discord group uh, on Patreon uh, where we support other people trying to play the game as cheaply as possible most of us are magic finance guys we don't make a living doing this but we do make some money and we're here to help with our experience the the knowledge we have of the game how to play it as well as how to spot deals how to flip your cards how to make money playing the game and how to play the game cheaper um, the game needs more players it'll always need more players if people don't play the game, if people are just buying and selling the cards, then the game itself will die and the cards will go away. And that's not what we want. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you can find us on Discord. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, 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 crap, I have to get a link to you guys. I always fail at this part. <laughs> don't worry. We don't, we don't have, unfortunately, the easiest way, the easiest link to give you like we don't have a website to go to um but i will you, post a, if you google it it shows up for sure yeah magic we're, we're on aid. patreon uh as magic financial aid um chaz volpe is the guy who put this site together um this group and he is an amazing leader in in this kind of thing um he's got himself surrounded with people who work in magic finance they own lgs's uh uh one of the guys that that we have on our site is uh one of the the founders of cardsphere which is a uh online trading buying and selling site similar to tcg and a crossover with oh what was that old site that imploded um Ooh, you got us remember. There was a, there a couple of years back around. Oh, Puka Trade, Puka Trade, Puka Trade. That was there it. There we go. Um, <laughs> it was it was it, it's sort of a cross between TCG Player and Puka Trade. You list your cards that you that you have, and uh, you can check to see what people are paying for them and send them. And it works in actual money, not Puka points or whatever. Um, but uh, MFA surrounds itself with these people who are involved in this who are genuinely interested in keeping people playing the game and playing it as playing it inexpensively. And to do that, sometimes that means we have to sell the cards. We don't work on making prices rise inorganically, but you know, we, we manage trends. We watch them. We see 
cards going up, cards going down. Pre-order pre time, uh, when cards are being spoiled uh, during spoiler season, we're watching them and trying to figure out, well, okay, these are the cards that are obviously going to go up in price, but how do they affect the prices of other cards? And we have big discussions about them in the Discord channel. Now, for the month of October, uh, all the Patreon fees have been waived for MFA to invite people in, give them an, uh, 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 an insight into what we're all about, and let you guys see firsthand how this all works. Uh, I hope to get some new faces in there. I know on our latest episode, we totally shouted that out. Um, I, for one, being part of the community, can attest. Everyone there is amazing. They're very, very informative. They love to talk magic. Chaz always is on top of posting anything that he sees going on in the community. So it's really informative to be on there just for that alone. It's, it's free. It's worth checking out just for that. Guarantee you're yeah. going to like it. If, you, if you're just interested in playing Magic, we've got people who are involved in just, gr well, not grinding GPs anymore, but <laughs> people who grind GPs. We've got people who surround who are friends with pro players, and they play test, and they work with them. Come talk about playing the game. Don't even talk about finance. That's fine. It's all related, and that's what we're all about. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Lockheed, uh, not Lockheed Martin. So I get mistaken for that often. <laughs> is, is that a thing? I've, I guess I never looked just for Lockheed. It was just found, found you right away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I get I get a lot of conspiracy theorists tagging me because, you know, Lockheed Martin released plans for a new laser plane or something. Yeah, you got the yeah, is that that plane? Is that that plane you told me about like two years ago? Hey, hey, that, yeah. hey. <laughs> you signed an NDA, sir. <laughs> we'll have to cut that out. Snipped. Hold on, hold on. Got to do my little clap here. There we go. I know to cut it out then. <laughs> oh, man. So I, I just got to know, before we continue on any further, I know we can definitely talk all nights. We are a bunch of chatty Cathy's up here. How much time do we got with all y'all? Because I want to respect uh, my, you. I, I want to respect you guys in your time. Like my time's about up. I got a family over here, um, <laughs> so I can give you guys like another ten minutes or so if you've got questions for me. But other than that, I'm gonna have to cut it cut out. Okay, that's good to know. Jonathan I'm Penguin, little, I think I'm a little close to my time as well. I do have a question for Lockheed though. Okay. Sure. Um, what was like probably one? Can you talk about like? I don't want to <laughs> hold on. I don't want to describe this. What's the craziest drop you've seen? It doesn't have to be from like our site or anything like that. But like lately, craziest what's like what's price drop? Yeah, um, or something that kind of took you off off course. So I, I like picking the brand of people actually, who from really enjoy site, the finance side. Okay, from from your site, I have caught people misposting prices. Oh, so what does that uh, mean for you though? So are you able to grab it still? <laughs> so it's. TCG player in their recent history, I don't know exactly when they did this at this point because days just sort of blend together. They re reorganized their sellers portal so that the price field and quantity field when you're listing swapped places. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> you see where this is going, yeah. right? <laughs> so instead of listing 10 copies of a $1 card, they would list one copy at ten dollars, 
<laughs> or instead of posting one copy of a hundred dollar card, they'd post a hundred copies at one dollar. Um, and I've seen a lot of those, you know, flash by uh, on stuff that I've listed at, uh, that I've set up alerts for. And of course, you know, if I see one, I'll go, I'll grab it. And if the seller honors it, which has never happened, <laughs> <laughs> then I'd be extremely happy. Um, but I, I have taken to sending the making the purchase and then sending the the seller an alert uh, a message telling them i'm pretty sure you mispriced this you're welcome go go ahead and cancel this order sell me this for the price you listed then fix it (laughs) (laughs) i've 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 encountered people like that because i myself have have mislisted when they made that change at first and i've taken to never listing cards in whole dollar amounts because of that Mm. because it won't allow me to list you know 0.99 of a card for sale Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense (laughs) so i i try to never list cards at whole dollar amounts and i've had people you know oh my god you listed this at 30 cents (laughs) yeah or whatever you listed you know a hundred of these cards at at two dollars, or and I'm like, oh my god, no! Clearly, this was a mistake. And they're like, well, you listed the price. You need to honor it. That's you know, bait and switch. And I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, get TCG player involved. Obviously, they side with me on that. They're like, this is clearly a mistake, <laughs> sir. This is not Walmart. It's not <laughs> like we don't have to honor the bin label if it was a mistake (laughs) i I do recall the time where everyone seemed to be going on twitter and blasting these uh tcg uh, tcg uh, player stores because they would uh go back on on these deals and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. and i'm assuming it was around that time then when they made that change i I bet it would i bet if we looked at it it would it would line up Mm -hmm. um TCG Player as a company, uh, what they do is they monitor the interactions, the the complaints mostly between player and seller. Um, if a seller is, if a sorry, if a if a buyer is complaining too much and returning cards or do, isn't receiving cards, you know, too often, you know, quote unquote, not receiving a package that wasn't tracked, they uh they put notes on that that buyer's uh, account. To watch out for this and uh they eventually get banned mm-hmm. and they monitor the transactions from the seller too how many times do you cancel and what are the reasons that you're canceling for that kind of thing it's a reasonably safe place to buy and sell uh as reasonable as any other market out there uh and more reasonable than ebay i've i've gotten i've had less heartache dealing with tcg player than ebay and it kind of makes a little more sense to try and deal with TCG Sniper in the grand scheme of things, like specifically for magic cards, than going out to, you know, an eBay kind of a thing, you know, like oh, this yeah. is a niche Especially purchase. With fakes out there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my first interactions as a seller on eBay actually involved fakes. Um, <sighs> right around oh. the time, uh, right around the time uh, Modern Masters, the first one came out, I opened a Tarmogoyf. Ooh. And I sold it on uh, TCG Player. And now I opened the card myself. And my buyer, 
complained that I sent him a fake. Uh, and we went back and forth, and they sent the card to TCG Player for verification. And TCG Player told, re- replied with, well, the card they sent us was fake. Yep, yep. That's the bait and switch right there. On their end. But the way TCG Player handled it, I thought was uh, 100% above board. They paid me for the card. Oh, they did? Okay. They paid me for the card, and they uh, refunded him. Because they couldn't verify that I sent a fake. I I had had several transactions of high-value cards before that, all of which got back, you know, favorable reviews. So no history. My claims that I... Uh, yeah, that I uh, purchased the card myself seemed to line up as far as they were concerned. So they had no reason to suspect that if I sent the fake, that I had done it maliciously. Mm-hmm. So good. it's good that they were but checking it's on, on my that. record. It is absolutely on my record that you know I had a complaint of selling a fake six years ago. Now, no more than that. God, when was in a, when when was the first modern masters <laughs> 2014 it was 2014 so okay yeah mm-hmm. six years ago that's so, just really good customer service on their end though like that is 100 it yeah it's it you, you you both like they want happy transactions mm-hmm. regardless if the dude was trying to scam you or not like the off chance that he was not lying he gets his money back and they still believed you and so they paid you right Right. And so whoever was in the wrong, they kind of got away with it for that one part. I'm not saying you did. I, I, I fully believe you. But in the hypothetical sense, right? But whoever yeah. was actually in the right, they still provided like some sort of compensation for that person. They just couldn't tell who it was. Right. Well, and so player, whoever... As a seller, it gives me the ability to say, I'm never dealing with that customer again. I can block them from purchasing from me. Oh, that's awesome. See, like that, mm-hmm. just giving you the tools to do that. I wish as a buyer I had the tools to block sellers, but uh, they don't offer that right now. Just because there's been a couple of malicious sellers and stuff out there, right? Not so much. Um, there are sellers who are known to ship really slowly or have uh, uh... lax packing practices okay. so the cards get damaged in transit. And I just, you know, I want to make sure I don't do too much business with them right like i don't want to see any posts from lgs1 because they always just use yeah, i'm not naming anybody so. right right <laughs> oh man i really um, hope there's not a store called lgs1 now i was just saying that <laughs> hypothetically <laughs> but uh yeah um where that really comes into play is uh tcg player has an optimizer so after you've picked out all your cards and prices and all that, you can use their optimizer and it'll go through their database and try to optimize your packages to get you the cheapest bundle you can among their different tiers of service. And it'll offer you those prices and it's going to change who your sellers are automatically. And if I were able to block specific sellers, I could say, go ahead and optimize as long as you're not picking from these sellers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, then I would use that service more. <laughs> that would be a, definitely a little beneficial there. Yeah, yeah, it would. Anyway, my time is up, guys. I really appreciate you having me here. Lockheed, um, thank you so very much. 
We didn't get to do the double master stuff. We don't. But, we didn't. Uh, don't worry. We'll we'll find you. I I, I got your DMs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We have about twenty minutes worth of couch talk, right? Oh yeah, right. Exactly. right. That'll, that'll make the difference right there. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys know where to find me <clears throat> next time you want me to come on. I'm always happy. You betcha, Lockheed. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, make sure to send me all the links, and I'll make sure to get them plugged in. You got it. Take it easy, guys. You, you too. too. Thanks, Lockheed. Mm -hmm. Hey, Jonathan. Yay. What's up? Well, I think the last thing we should talk about is uh, what we got planned moving forward. Oh, you want to kick that off? Oh, man. You guys stole the words right out of my mouth there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, we got one of the biggest things we have going forward is our we're rewriting our entire system. Essentially, the, the concepts are going to be very are the same. It's just the the base that we're using is going to be changing and we're changing to something that's going to allow us to more easily move to uh like a phone application along with a web a web application on top of that okay mm -hmm. so uh, just right like so a, we're exploring technologies that it's going to enable us to more quickly you know keep our current app in the way in the format that it's in so through the web but also allow us to offer our our app on a mobile device as like a installable application. So it there's no like hard date on this. It's there's no like oh I we can't even commit to like a theoretical date, but it's it's in our pipeline. That's pretty much what's up next. It's mm -hmm. is to be exploring these technologies that allow us to deliver our app to more people in probably a more user that offers a better user experience. So like, let's be honest, like going through your browser and having to open up Safari or Google Chrome on your phone, it's not the best. You'd rather just clap, you know, tap on a icon on your home screen. Right. Yeah. I imagine so a lot of people we, are like that. Yeah. We totally understand that. And I, I, we totally agree. I was going to say who, who uses Safari anymore? <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's still there. I, I haven't <laughs> used that since high school. And that's because all we had were <laughs> Apple computers at school. And that's, all get reused, right? It's it's still well, the default browser on the iPhone. Yep, the same people that use uh, Internet Explorer. Hey, <laughs> I got I got but, an iPhone, but I always use Google Chrome. <laughs> True, not, not a I didn't realize that you could install Chrome on an iPhone until like a year ago. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, like yeah, <laughs> my phone has all the Google Google applications and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm You're on an iPhone, right? <laughs> I'm on iPhone. I got Google Home, Google Assistant. Uh, all Google Chrome, Gmail, all those apps. I just mm -hmm. use Google, but I have an iPhone. <laughs> You're probably looking at me like, you know, that doesn't make sense. Here, you should get a Pixel <laughs> or whatever the new Google phone. Right, is. Hey, that's what I have, and I love it. I've got one of those too. They're pretty cool. Hey, he is. He's the same. He's like uh, iPhone combo with a uh, Google Home. Yeah, but we're gonna move to the Alexa. But that's another story. What if? Oh, that. Oh, what if? We, I gotta get my whiteboard. Where's my whiteboard? <laughs> Alexa what if we version have an Alexa TC integration. Alexa <laughs> TCG separate. Yeah. What? Oh God. Oh, oh. Alexa goes oh. off at three a.m. Price alert. <laughs> Wakes uh, you up dead sleep. It plays like loud trumpet sounds. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, while he's right, while he's writing that down project or my next plan after we make this move is something i want to see is being able to because i know with tcg uh player you can download car list or card list 
uh, in a way, and there's sites that you can have your card list and like JSON or something. Oh, yep, my yep. plan is to be able to upload your your deck list onto our site and be able to save it and pick from there uh, what cards you want to create alerts for, or if you just want to save your deck uh, there, then you can do that as well. But be able to create uh, alerts just right right off of there. That would be an amazing tool. Um, we play here a lot more of the eternal formats. So like putting up a deck list of cards, stuff that's not going to be changing as much as standard cards do, like that just screams like, yes, this would be amazing. And, uh, you know, like budget players do, they would love something like that. Yeah. And I just want to make it because the way we have it right now is you have to go TCG player first and then you grab the link and then come over to our site. I just want to kind of break down that the, those steps as much as possible instead of like three three steps for each card just make it one or three for to get the deck on there and then anything uh, that reduces clicks anything that makes it easier we're all ears for sure does that mean mm-hmm. at some point maybe y'all could uh talk with tcg player to get like some sort of like uh tcg sniper integration where it's like you're on tcg sniper and you just don't need it load the link you're just like type in and it automatically pulls up i don't i don't, I don't know if that's okay okay here's, here's another whiteboard moment i had um yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> I, cool. I i had the idea like i had the idea of a chrome extension and that works in the similar way of like ah. i don't know if you've, you've heard of honey yes so yes. honey honey checks for like the codes right yep but instead of like the the little extension popping up at the checkout the extension pops up on like a product listing page and it says, hey, do you want to send an alert for this? So, you know, we can let you know when this hits 20% below this current price or anything like that. that That's something cool. that we've thrown in like our ideas bucket. Well, we haven't really looked at it. But it's, oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> that seems like something uh, right down your alley. And I'm not nowhere near web savvy like y- you guys are. Uh, so I don't know, like the level of work that you'd have to do to put something like that in. I have no idea, but it's one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an it's idea. one of those things. It's it it's like I said earlier. It's it, it it's an excuse to try something new. It's that creative, uh, it's that creative thing I have. I that I can just like pour into, uh, whenever I want to try and learn something new or have an idea. I can, there's a I can put meaning behind you know learning this new thing. Yeah, and it's. Uh, something that in at least our industry a lot it's uses it's not about if you know it right now it's just about if you can find that out and how soon how fast you can find it out and use it so what do you guys do to like learn where do you reach out to gather this information on things that you don't know like imagine there's <sighs> websites and stuff and like other maybe discords that you're a part of that you can like go on ask these questions and just like dive deep in uh or was this something that y'all like went to college for and you're still like in the process of learning and gathering that information? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll go first. It's, I went to college for stuff very similar to this, uh, the foundations of this and a lot of it outside of it, this stuff specifically, I was never taught in college. It, they kind of gave me the tools to learn on my own, but the, the internet's the sea of information you just gotta know where to look so there's lots of places so in t- 
for example, talking to TCG player, TCG player their and their API that gives us all this information about the cards. They have their own Discord uh, where you can just ask the developers there. And they also have uh, a page on their site that just lists all the information of what you need to do to be able to talk to them or talk to their uh, API and get the card information. And if you uh, even know how to need to know how to make a basic website, there's lots of resources on Google and things like that. It's all about just wanting to to learn it. (laughs) So with me, I, I, I did go to college and we actually went to the same college at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I actually went the business route, but I, went more on the techie side so i learned about information systems management uh so I know it wasn't exciting <laughs> very exciting <laughs> stuff but it was not <laughs> heavily leaning towards engineering at all we did have a s- class where they taught us the basics of programming um you know like object oriented stuff with c sharp and dot net uh but nothing like no heavy emphasis on software engineering at all. But when I took that class, I really f- fell in love and found like a really cool passion I didn't know I would have. I always thought I would hate coding, but I knew I always had an interest in it as well. I tried learning online before that class using like free online courses and all that, but it just never clicked. It was something about sitting in that chair and having someone teach me like the foundation of one on earth uh, how programming works uh, really made something click in my head. And once I took that super basic class, I mean, they taught us stuff that was super old that would not, like, it would get you a job at, like, some large enterprise to support some legacy program, like, from, like, the early 2000s. But that's about <laughs> it. But that, I was, I, I had a super huge interest in websites to begin with. I just never knew how they worked. And so once I learned how to build that, I kind of just used that foundation to learn new skills. So I learned C Sharp and then I learned JavaScript from like a free online course. That's when it actually did work for me. Okay. And I don't do any of that for a living. <laughs> I don't program <laughs> for a living. I actually, I, I'm a systems analyst, which allows me to use more of my I don't know, interpersonal skills with technology. So I help clients understand what the new, what an app should do. Like if they have an idea for an app, then uh, I help them, you know, get that idea out into something that's meaningful in, in the two like developers. So I'm kind of like the liaison or inter- intermediary between the client and the people who actually write the code. And that's mm-hmm. been super helpful for us in this project um, when it comes to IT project management. And I don't get like super like into it, but like how to create a feature from an idea to writing it down to breaking it down to uh, items that you can code. Like that's super useful to know. Um, and that's that's pretty much what I studied in school, to be all totally honest. Hopefully. Uh... <laughs> I feel like I went on a huge tangent there. Yeah. (laughs) Where did I end up? (laughs) What was the question? (laughs) Don't worry. We do this all the time. Yeah. But uh, that kind of translates to how we do our project now. Jonathan's more of like the business oriented person. He's the one talking to people, uh, getting information from people. And I'm more of the, I, I do more of the quiet stuff and, we collaborate a lot on our, uh, on the code side of things. But uh, 
I think with my background, it helps me do more problem solving or being able to problem solve faster. Oh, for sure. There's some things in there that an engineer definitely wrote that <laughs> I could not have like come up with on my own. And it's it's using, I think, both of our strengths has really helped us a lot in pushing this project to, to where it is now, really. Um, I, I think I would like to share that we're getting really close to 100 users, which is super exciting considering that I think we've only talked about this on a, on the podcast and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Just through word of mouth. That's yeah. It's all advertised word of mouth. at all. Really? Nice. Yep. So y'all haven't been on anything else? Nope. No. Wow. Uh, well, this is we very exciting. Been, <laughs> we've just been talking to people on discord, uh, being on the podcast. Uh, Rob was actually a very helpful member uh, towards the beginning last year. When we were first on the podcast, he really helped us get that first big jump of people. Oh, and, you. Uh, no, I know <laughs> there you. There he is. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you've been really, imp- you were really important at the beginning, helping us with that, get a lot of people in there. And then uh, uh, since then, we've just been getting a steady stream of people each month. Uh, I think it, Rob helped catalyze, uh, was the, a big catalyst for that when he first brought us onto our uh, pod- onto his podcast. I totally I, agree. Not yours. <laughs> he definitely has that charisma about him to be able to push and like make these things happen. He he's a guy that can move mountains. I don't even know what to say. I haven't been on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on this thing in what uh, six months, and uh, now I'm all up bashful. How could you? Same. <laughs> I haven't been here in about six months. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> can't, you Probably can't. longer. You can't uh, forget about your history at the beginning. Yeah, remember where you came from, Rob. <laughs> Clearly. Start from the bottom, now you're here. <laughs> Pushing mountains aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. So, Jonathan, you got any other things on the pipeline you want to talk about? I think that's about it. Um, <laughs> I do want to say, uh, just because you guys had us on your podcast, um, if you sign up, if if this is okay with you, I'll plug this. If you sign up and you let us know that the guys over at This Week at MTG sent you, we'll give you three months worth of our plus subscription. Uh, Whoa. For free. So there you go. You just let us know in the chat or in Discord that the guys from This Week at MTG sent you, and we'll set your account up with three months of plus. And so what plus gets you is that you get a soft limit of 50 alerts. Uh, if you need more, you can just always let us know. But you also get the ability to get text messages as alerts and Discord messages as alerts. So Lockie was talking about how he gets his messages in Discord. It's part of our Plus offering. And so, um, yeah, just let us know. We'd love to see, uh, you know, if 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 <laughs> if you heard from us from the podcast or not. Well, we always we always plug you at the end of our uh, finance section. You know, we talk about uh, oh, no cards way. move. Yeah, always t- cards move up, cards move down, and it's, we always close off like if you're greedy magic players like us and you want to pick up cards cheaper, go check out TCG Sniper. We, uh-huh. I mean, we, we, I didn't realize we, I was in so in debt to you. Oh my goodness! No, I mean <laughs> it, it's just something because you know, like with Rob's, you know, starting it, it's like he got me into using TCG Sniper. So I'm like, this is something mm-hmm. that everybody needs to know about. And we all agreed that uh, we're just going to plug you all at the end of the, at the end of the finance section of our ep- normal episodes. Oh my gosh. Great. I really appreciate that guys. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, but, uh, that's what we call an unsponsored sponsor. Yeah, man, <laughs> we got your back. We, we it's, it's one of those things. We enjoy the product. 
and we mm-hmm. want people to enjoy the product. It, Thank it you. just needs to be out there. And it, it, mm-hmm. it, it's actually kind of surprising to me that you all haven't like gone out further with more. I, I honestly thought that with Rob's, because I remember you said that that was the first time you're on podcast that you guys like totally branch out. I'm like, you always see mm-hmm. the people signing up in the discord for TCG sniper. It's like, they're making so much movement and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I don't know. I would have, it, it's all just word of mouth is just, astonishing. I couldn't explain it either. Yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah. word of mouth. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> we actually, we're looking to put more of our time into it because the, when we first started, we were both, uh, well, I was, we were both in college. And so life, the last few years, like Jonathan just got married and the last few years have just been really crazy with us moving back and forth. But now that we're both, we both fully graduated and we're kind of settled down. We want to focus more time into it. Well, we're excited to see where you guys are going to be taking TCG sniper. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I just can't wait till someday I'm going to be on a YouTube video or some other place. And I'm going to be like, have you tried honey? I mean, TCG sniper. <laughs> <laughs> What is going on, guys? This episode is brought to you by TCG Mr. Sniper. Beast. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Beast. You buy your cards on TCG Sniper. <laughs> Ice filled this entire swimming pool with magic cards. <laughs> Done. The goals have been set. Let's get you guys there. Getting getting Mr. Beast to uh, be, be our sponsor. We're his sponsor, and he fills up the whole pool. Olympic size coming full too. Oh yeah. It Not to be. change the yeah. subject, but Pay Money Wubby, right? He's a pretty uh, popular streamer, right? He uh-huh. just mm-hmm. now this this last week started to get into magic on a stream. I'm saying, get on the ground floor, grab some honey. Uh, uh, I mean, TCG sniper. How, that, that that name sounds super familiar. I know him. Uh, I watch him all the time. Okay, you'll have to tell him. Show me. <laughs> He's a interesting guy. He's everybody's favorite good. fat ginger. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, does his videos get posted on the uh, Reddit a lot? On like, I'm sure uh, on like our oh, videos. I feel like I that's think he just went him. up on the top ten list for his uh, shit on the Netflix uh, series the Kitties or whatever it is. Uh, Cuties, Cutie. yeah. yeah, I know who you're talking about now. Though. That guy's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. He just most of his streams, he just sits around in like a, a fully uh, what's it called green screen suit, and so you just see just his face. With, uh, guy. His I that mean, guy 100% send him an email. He, he, he'll he give you an answer. like, And yeah. especially because he's starting in so early and it's so popular for him that he might mm-hmm. just be like, oh man, someone someone likes this hobby that no one else has seen on my stream before. Sure, here's my bid for uh, advertisement. Cool. Oh, okay. Still making connections, Rob's. Way to go. I'm, that's hey. it. I'm getting out of here. I visit <laughs> once and this happens. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Oh, if you know Rob, he knows everyone else. He, Rob's always <laughs> seems sure. to know everybody. And, and... He's, he's, he's like a spider web. Has Rob, all like, when we first started, Rob filled our entire, like, we have a backlog of, like, just ideas. And, like, he filled that thing up to the brim with ideas, and we're still working with it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want a round two? I got a bunch more. Yeah, you have <laughs> Your account's still, uh, still part of the uh, project, so go right ahead. Oh, no. You're, <laughs> you're asking for there. it. Yeah. You're asking for it now. I'm sure I am. Oh, you're down the yeah. rabbit hole. Can't get out. I think Jonathan's whiteboard's looking a little bit empty right now. I'm, I'm ordering another one right now. <laughs> you to get one about double Just the size. Double right the size. About, uh, yeah, it's about uh, four feet across, maybe a little bigger. But he needs one that's about 10 feet. Get a little plaque <laughs> on it that just said, thank you, Rob. 
<laughs> so I didn't mention okay. it before, but uh, also TCG Sniper was able to get me one of those deals that Lockheed talked about. Yes. I got a Treachery, which is normally like a thirty to forty dollar card for three dollars, and they honored it. I was like, "What? Well, that's like, wow. how is that even possible?" That's great. <laughs> you, you jump on you jump on good deals like that, and sometimes people are just like, "Hey, man, I got to respect it." <laughs> Thank you, mm-hmm. typos. You yeah, we have some people it. use it for. Well, we just had a really big sell uh, recently for all the cards. Uh, which one it, was it, Jonathan? I don't. I, we don't get data on what cards actually. Well, uh, yeah, but how much did they uh, ended up? Oh my god! Someone someone sniped the card for like five hundred bucks, like <laughs> the other day. It's that's oh my crazy. goodness! <laughs> I know they go bigger, but that's just one recently. Hey, crazy. I still got the uh, Mishra's workshop listed to see if it's ever going to go below $1,000. And if it wow. does, I'm getting a mortgage. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. It'll happen, you. boys. It'll happen. All right. I believe you. Well, you can believe in us, so you can believe in you. That sounds like a perfect place to, to put a pin in this episode on a very happy notes. <laughs> Penguin, Jonathan, thank you guys like so freaking much. It means a lot that you agreed to come on and, you know, talk talk about your amazing website and stuff. Of course, man. Anytime. Always happy to be here. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll hit you up when the next update comes up then, so that way you have a a platform to talk about it again. We'll do. Be our uh, our first uh, group we talk to about it. Every time one drops. Done. I'm in. Perfect. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> you know, Committee well, chairman or something. Well, Let's do that. Well, Let's do that. Ooh, yeah. we, we get a inflated title and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a title promotion, not a salary. It's just, <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Uh, as long as it looks good. <laughs> You're doing more work for uh, the same pay. Perfect. <laughs> that happens. A, that happens a lot nowadays. You get used to it after a while. So let's keep it going. Oh yeah. <laughs> do you guys have any plugs that you want to put in here? Uh, where to follow you guys or yeah. you can find us at tcgsniper.com that's where we're at coming yeah. soon maybe within hopefully a year to the ios and google play app store but not yet <laughs> if you really want to see it check out our website hit us up on the chat hit us up in discord let us know you want to see it we'd mm-hmm. love to make it and one step closer to that uh honey sniper oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Well, thank you guys. And with there, let's stop this recording. Hey, thank you for making it to the end of this episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. It's always great to talk to Lockheed, and it was great to touch back with Jonathan and Penguin of TCG Sniper. Please go check them out. Go sign up, and when you sign up, remember to use this week in MTG. Or I mean, there's no code. Just like when you sign up, mention this week in MTG, and you will get three free months of their Plus membership. That alone is extremely worth it. Go check them out. Do that. And as always, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and join the Discord server where we have great magic conversations we live stream our podcast every monday night Uh, there'll be a notification and stuff in there for the set time because it kind of fluctuates 
If you guys have questions, comments, concerns of any kind, hit us up on those platforms, or you can send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. And yeah, that's what we got for you. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode. We'll catch you at the regular, normal, scheduled episode. <laughs>